1: Episode one sixteen. We're we're really moving along here this year, oh, Vanessa. Gosh. What are we going to talk about?
0: Ah, we're going to hurt ourselves. You know
1: I'm <laughs> I mean, be exposed uh, today,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely <laughs> will be experiencing something, something. we talking about this today. We're going to talk about righteousness and our desire. We're being right and our our decision making and behavior <laughs> that comes along with it and it's um yeah like it's good it's funny because as, as we're starting to do it now I mean those of you if you if you did listen to last week's podcast um you heard us talking about this topic and how excited we were <laughs> and now that I'm doing it I'm like oh <laughs> like Okay, there's going to be some admissions, there's going to be some rawness, but it's going to be good because like with everything that we present to you guys, especially if we're working on it ourselves or if it's something that we've been through or if it's something kind of bumpy for us still, we do it with the ability to show you that we get it. You know, I think, you know, we've, we've said it many, many times that we have a lot of like you know, influencers and gurus out there that like to tell you about the end result um, and make you kind of feel bad that uh, it may take you a long time to get there or that it doesn't look the same way or that you don't just master it and then it's done forever. You know, we really like to make sure we let you guys know that, you know, mastery is kind of an illusion (laughs) that we, we, yeah, like we can kind of master the idea that awareness is key, but the world, the life is a wild card. So things are going to happen. We're going to be triggered and, and old wounds can reopen even if we feel like we have mastered it. So yeah, this one, this one's a, this one's a big one for me because I've been recently, you know, kind of going through, um, another level of how this continues to show up in my life. So, <laughs> yeah. and well, and you know, it's,
1: you know, we all talk about like, there's so much talk in the spiritual realm about evolution and, and awakening and transformation and, um, enlightenment. And well, that's all true, Because, you know, we all have our moments and we all are evolving past who we were the day before, even in just a tiny bit way. We are never going to evolve ourselves out of our 3D bodies. Yeah. We are never going to become so enlightened. Our 3D body doesn't exist anymore in the 3D world. Mm -hmm. And because we have our bodies, because we are in the 3D, we have our identity, the id, the ego. Mm -hmm. Now, so many people are like, I don't have an ego. Well, because they have to say that they have an ego. They have an ego about their spiritualism. I, I have been, I have ascended into the fifth dimension and I'm like, well, you're still physically here. (laughs) So you're still physically in the 3d and while i don't doubt that you've learned a lot and that you are an amazing light being you're still in the 3d and because you're using those titles and what you've accomplished as your as your ticket to be a guru then you still live in your ego yeah i hate to say it but we have to be very careful about the spiritual ego Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, and and you want to talk about righteousness, you know, when you get a person who believes that they are evolved past this 3D stuff, and they are enlightened, and you get someone else in the room with a different perspective, because their path is different. My gosh, like the egos, like they, they come, it comes, it's like, it's almost like watching the spiritualist version of like, Star Wars. Or like some other battle of mortal combat, you know, it's it, it's really amazing. Now, I'm not saying every spiritualist is like this. However, there are some who do still reside in the ego because they're using their spiritual identity as an identity. It's an ego. Mm-hmm. When the ego is not present, we don't need anything to define us. We are as we are, and we are accepting of that. And we don't need to tell people who we are. Mm -hmm. It comes from our actions and and the way we treat people. That's evolution. That's lack of ego. That's, you know, I don't need to tell you how long I've been in this spiritual world and the realm of working. I don't need to tell you that I'm a psychic medium or that I talk with the angels. I don't need to tell you that. Mm -hmm. I tell you what I do and what I can do for you And if you're curious, you experience it. And if you're like, man, not so much, then you're not, you know, it's, it's the way that it is. It's the way that I've, I've really tried to be humble in what I do. I mean, I want to share what I do because I love what I do and I want to talk about it, but that's not my identity. I don't use it as who I am. Um. And I think that the ego presses us and this is a whole nother side, but it's coming through. So I'm (laughs) telling you guys, So when we talk and righteousness comes from the ego, it comes from the need to be right. Um, And, you know, as we're evolving the, and I lost it. Shit. Um, (laughs) What was I
0: saying? Mm. Oh my gosh. They talk too fast. Anyways, I'll come back to it. Yeah, it'll come back around because it was definitely a stream of consciousness. It
1: it was. And it's like, as soon as I I broke it out of stream, it it was like, oh, sorry, ping, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the more I think that we understand ego does serve a purpose, but it's not necessarily the purpose of being better than another person. Yeah. And- I yeah, so <laughs> yeah. When, well
0: it it gets all tied up right like ego gets tied up in identity and worth and you know uh, that validity and all of that kind of stuff, and it's like you you have to break all of those things away from each other in order for you to see what's ego, what's vulnerability, what's uh trauma, what's the the world programming, you know all of that kind of stuff I mean it takes intentional work. You know, like there have been times in my life where I've had to, you know, be like, okay, where, where are you at right now with like, why are you so closed off? Because that's always to me, uh, an indication that I'm in my ego because I'm a lot, there's, there's something that I won't allow in because of the meaning that I'm putting toward that information coming in or or belief system coming in or something. And usually it's because I don't want to feel like I was wrong. You know, and it's like craziness. And I think, you know, to be honest, I I was trained to do that as a therapist. (laughs) Like I was, I was trained to be like, hi, I know all the things that you don't know. And I'm better at all of these things than you are. And it was like, oh my God, like, that's wrong. I don't want to do that. That's not how I feel. It's not reality. It's like not person-centered anything whatsoever. I don't want to be an ego in, in a room I don't want to be that. And and, I mean, it, 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 a lot of people are still in that, you know, the people that are, that fight me over what I do, you know, that I'm kind of like, what, like, are you serious? Like, do you, you know, like its it, we're in this space where we need to fight about the validity of the services that I provide because you don't believe in them. Yeah. It's totally weird because I see the I see the validity of it. I watch my clients get better. So there's something to it. And for you to be so closed off that you can't receive that, that has to be ego because your spirit would never do that. Your spirit, your soul wants that for people, for them to find the thing that helps them get better, whatever that thing is. And, you know, that was a lot of unlearning for me. You know, there was a lot of competition in my mind, you know, when I came out on my on my own. And then when I started to need, you know, like need to open up spiritually. It was, there was a lot of like feelings of inadequacy, right? Because what you were talking about, Grace, when we're trying, when we're trying, you know, to do stuff, we're looking for the gurus to teach us how to do it, right? Like, because they're the best at it, or they're the ones that are super successful. And then all of a sudden we're trying to measure up to them. We're trying to, you know, compare ourselves and our ego is getting bruised left and right because we're all in it where we're like not even in the, in in our spirit at that point. So, you know, I think that there's, you know, absolute, you know, need to examine really our lives and what part our ego is, is playing in it Um, because we're kind of trained as people. You know, our
1: our ego is like our brain. It tries to keep us safe. So it tries to make us feel important so that we're not, I don't know, because when you look to someone else for the answer, you're giving your power away to that person, and then, when you start to feel like you have to measure up to that guru, whatever it is, it's not wrong to seek information. I think what what happens is is that we seek the information, and because it affects us in some way, we hold on to that information. And then we think we have the golden key and we become righteous about what the information that we receive. So it may not fit another person's doorway to their own healing, but we feel we have that. And so when we get righteous, we denounce any other, I mean, this is, this is what organized religion has been trying to do for fucking centuries is it's been trying to take, what people believe and use it to separate them, to divide them. Mm-hmm. And it's still happening to today. So while you're seeking that information isn't wrong, Be please be careful in how you use it and what you do with it. Because if you take that information and you're telling everybody that this is the key to life, this is the whatever, people are going to listen. And if what happens if it doesn't fit their, their door and they're like, well, that didn't work for me. And I don't know what, you know, then they, maybe they feel like a failure. Maybe they feel like that, that there's no answers for them. They go into a spiral because what happens is, is we put gurus and people of knowledge on a pedestal as if they have everything. They don't, they have one millionth of a piece of an information that they're given into this world.
0: Mm.
1: There's so many of us out there who have different keys to different doors and the keys look different to all of our doors and to our healing and our pathways to our healing. The paths are never going to be the same. That's why a lot of times when you seek a healer, you cross its path, you have that healing. And then it's like, it helps you in that moment and then you're never going to see that healing again. Like you'll never go back because you got what the, they were there to give you. But that doesn't mean that there aren't more along the way that you're going to seek. You're never going to stay with one spiritual healer. Yeah. You're always going to go and look for another or look for the one that's going to walk with you on that part of your path. Yeah. I've seen a many a healers. Trust me. I've had many a healings and they've all worked in their way in that moment. And, and, but the healers I sought when I first started my journey are not healers. I'm going to seek in this stage of my journey. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And not because they're inadequate and not because they don't have what I need, but because I'm a different person and I'm seeking something different than I was in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. I've tried to go back to healers that I've used you know, before, and it just, the energy isn't the same. It isn't coming through with the vibration that I'm seeking. Um, And so I just, I don't know. I really want us to be careful about how we're connecting to the, the information that we have and, you know, and really kind of not being so like, this is it. This is the only information and this is the information, you know, like being very like righteous about it.
0: Yeah. Very closed off. Very matter of fact, very, you know, streamlined with your thinking. Cause it's not, I mean, it doesn't make sense when you actually say it out loud. It's like, how could one thing fit everybody? It doesn't exist. Like it doesn't exist in clothing. It doesn't exist in food. It doesn't exist in jobs. It doesn't exist in relationships. Like, not one thing on this earth other than like we have to breathe and we have to eat (laughs) are like universal you know it's like and even those things look differently for each person so it's like oh my god when can we get it through our heads that it is not possible to be the one with all the answers yeah like right like i'm not even the one with all the answers for me (laughs) I still seek people to help me find things I still seek people that have skills that I don't have and their job is to help me with their skills I don't even want the skills I just want them to use them to help me because that's their wheelhouse or whatever I mean it's really Um, it's hard though, because we are breaking free from the programming of our, our, our worth showing up in the world and what it looks like and what success looks like and what being right actually does for you. Right. Like that makes you feel so good. And, you know, like if you can preach, then, you know, awesome, you know, people will listen and you'll feel powerful and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, Oh, geez, we are all programmed to do this. We're programmed to do it in school, to be smarter than people and compete, We are doing it at workplaces to, you know, who's the hardest worker is going to be, you know, given something, you know, there's all this ego-driven stuff that burns people out. And what happens when you get burned out? What do most people do when they get burned out? They go looking for something more spiritual (laughs) because it's the realization of, oh, this sucks. Like, this is never going to stop sucking. How can I... Be myself and find myself. And it always is, you know, just letting go of that ego and saying the ego, like you just said, here to protect me. It was groomed by society and all of these other things, but I don't have to carry it the same way. It's still going to be here, but I don't have to carry it the same way. And it does not have to run my life. Um, But I feel like, too, like we're talking about it.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I sorry, you just read my mind because I'm like, let's go back to what we originally, before my stream of consciousness decided to change the old tempo of this
0: podcast. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. Like, I think it needed to happen because anybody who's listening to this podcast probably goes through it. You know, like when we, when we, because we do, when when we start to feel healing, we're like, I need to tell you everything about this. Like, I need you to know, because it feels so fucking amazing. I need you to do it too. Right. (laughs) And so we, we do that with, with like the most loving intent, like, and, and, and so that's very different energy, even than like, I'm super right. And you're super wrong. Like, it's definitely, you know, it sneaks in that way too, of being like, I fucking have this answer. You need to have it. Um, but in our regular lives, this Ooh. shows up quite a bit in uh, certain areas for certain people, right? And for me, what I've what I've been experiencing is, um, uh, it makes it for me. Trauma turns me, or my trauma response, like turns me into like uh, somebody who's unable to shift into like hearing another perspective sometimes and yeah. that sucks to say like saying it all I was like oh my god like now I'm really owning it I mean I've been owning it but it's like <laughs> now you now owning it now it's gonna be in public <laughs> 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 other people are gonna hear me say it um but again I don't think it makes me lose validity I think it makes me <laughs> a, you know a real human being that that changes and evolves as much as I can but yeah like so my trauma response comes in when I feel criticized And then I can't hear anything. Uh, And then I have to tell why I'm right. And it's like, unbelievable that this went on for so long. For me, it's in relationships more than anything. You know, like I think I've I've tried to do a lot of work in it just in my life because I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it feels to battle people. I really like how it feels to understand people and at least meet them where they're at. Even if I don't want to freaking be there and I'm like, wow, dude, no, no like i still you know try to to seek that information in relationships though there's something about the trauma that i've had of of um i don't know if it's rejection or um or what but i i see how i flip right into i know what's going on and i'm going to treat everything accordingly and i will not listen to anything different and that has that lesson has turned things around for me you know, absolutely has changed a lot and things are a lot healthier for me. But that was a bam, like a punch in the gut to be like, oh no, was that really happening? Yes, yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, it was. And now we're feeling pretty not great about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and righteousness, I think also comes with stems from the idea of like of not being heard of not being felt like you're, you're you're what you're saying or the point or your emotions or maybe you're upset is not has not been heard and it, and I don't mean in that moment I mean over time righteousness kind of breeds from this sense of like I need to be right and I need to shout it and be righteous about it because no one is listening to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I kind of am more emphatic and more like rah about it, they'll hear me. Yeah. It'll get through. Or it's also, you know, like you said, it's a protective measure. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the idea of being righteous, it I feel sometimes when we're very vulnerable and we're we're kind of in that risk of losing our self-worth or our self-respect even. I think we go even more righteous because especially sometimes when you know that, oh shit, I could be wrong, but I've built my entire case and my entire point around this one thing that is not right. And so <laughs> I am going to stand on that until I die. Yeah. And because <laughs> <laughs> and, I've done that, i've done that i mean that for me the need to be right has been more important than the need for the friendship or the relationship i'm destroying (laughs) you can be right like because i'm like i don't want to be wrong because if it's wrong that means that no one will take me seriously or listen or i i won't be worth anything and
0: all my credibility shot because i was wrong one time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. You know, so there's these faults, but these false things come from our brain that's trying to that's it creates the righteousness it creates that sense of like fear of being wrong like it yeah. ultimately when 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 there is more power and it takes more courage to simply say to a person or a situation, "Oh, you know what? I was wrong about this." I see now this side of the situation. I see the situation differently. I understand I was wrong. It takes more courage to say that than it does to stand on your righteousness and and to and stand on that pillar and watch the sea like around you being like tumultuous. Like, it, because... When you admit something that you're incorrect or that you're wrong, yeah, you have that chance of people being like, oh, I knew he was wrong, that person, blah, 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 and you you have all these judgments about them, but really you're staying in the ego of judgment, whereas that person went into vulnerability and went into a space of needing to be in their light, so to speak, and say, no, I was wrong. I I, I apologize. I was wrong. And it takes a lot of courage to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And it's, and, and it and it's hard because like you just said, it's not, it doesn't always happen in a safe space because I mean, I mean, I can't say it enough. And I, I mean, I say it all the time about the way that we are all programmed and how this does get received negatively in a lot of spaces because people aren't able to hear vulnerability of being wrong without it affecting their ego and inflating it to being right. right? (laughs) Like, So if I'm sitting with somebody who isn't in the same space as me and I say, I was wrong, you know, we're always risking them being like, yeah, you damn right. And I'm so right. And like really inflating. And then, like you said, like absolutely treating you as if your credibility no longer exists. And that happens a lot in friendships and relationships. Then you get gaslit. Right? right, so the next time you come with a strong opinion, you may get gaslit. Of yeah, well, remember last time you thought you were right, you weren't right then. You know, so there's there's that reality that we can't ignore happens. I mean, it absolutely does. But when we are like in a good space, it it, it doesn't affect us the same way, and we learn how to not be around those kind of people. Right, yeah. like the, the, This is you know, for me, the biggest lesson was that. Um. Me having coming come to such a giant discovery, and be and then being able to apologize, being able to go to somebody and saying, "Listen, while I know that there's a whole other host of things that were going on, I'm gonna own this part of of me not being able to hear, not being able to see, and really understanding that that was part of my self sabotage. That was part of me not participating in solution." and i'm sorry i was not correct i was i i was acting on my trauma responses and i wasn't able to change that and that being met with understanding and love and caring it, like just amplified that it was almost like i became addicted to that <laughs> right where i was like oh my god like this can really happen never happened before any other time that i had ever been vulnerable it did not go so well. So it's no, like, it's, it's not a surprise that I didn't want to be, you know, like that. It totally made sense to me why I was that way, but it was like, I needed the, the safe space to be able to say when you are with the right people, they will hear you and validate you. And, yeah. and it is a life changer. It really like changed my life now it's not to say that I've never been able to apologize before but when we talk about relationships specifically that that's that's where I'm going with it um because most of the time honestly I don't care like if I didn't know something like I I people who follow me on social media you know that I'm like I got a new piece of information like and and here (laughs) it is you know like I'm super into evolution and being like this is what I used to do and that's not what I do now (laughs) But there's something about the the trauma that I've, I've experienced in relationships, and especially with masculine energy, that really had kept me being at war. That everything became a war instead of being in a safe space, and it you know it's 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 life changing because now I know I won't I I I won't allow that. I will continue to be vulnerable, but I will shut the door on the people who don't allow me to be vulnerable and that don't receive my vulnerability with at least neutrality. You don't have to understand. You don't have to come at me with like love and grace because you have your own set of issues that that may trigger, but at least come at me with neutrality or else I can't be in that space. It's not going to be safe. My brain is not going to allow me to be safe there. So, you know, that's, it's, it's it's not easy to do obviously I'm 44 and (laughs) and uh, have been through a marriage and multiple other long-term relationships and you know it's not fun to at 44 be putting this puzzle piece together but it does make me excited about the future you know and that's what I think you know trying to we're trying to inspire by being like this is good you know it feels like it's painful to be like, Oh, I got to go run around, tell everybody I'm not right. Or, you know, not have strong opinions because I may be in my ego. It's like, not that at all. We just want to inspire you to be vulnerable and to be teachable and to be moldable and just kind of open and free flowing with ideas and knowledge and, and, and sense of self and awareness, because it really is so much easier. Yeah. It's like a better life.
1: It is. And and here's here's something that I'm going to put into perspective when we're righteous within relationships. Now, I'm not talking about righteousness from a standpoint of sharing your pain and sharing how you're feeling. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But when you're hanging on to the why you feel the pain, like the actions that have happened, mm-hmm. Or how you got to be in the pain, like, and you're righteous that they're at fault. Or yeah. you're righteous about information about who they are and how they are. Yes, it is your reality because that's your perspective. But when you're righteous, you're denying the reality of that other person to be shared within the space and and maybe some of the truth of what is happening. When you're righteous, but in a situational in relationships, you're denying the possibility that they're anything but what you're saying is true, and that's also denying them their truth, because it's not to say that you can't say, "Look, this is how I this is how I take this, or this is how I'm filtering this in this situation, so it makes me hurt or whatever." There's nothing wrong with sharing that. But the process of being in a relationship is to be open enough to say, to allow that other person to say, okay, I I did not, that, you know, that that's not how the energy that I wanted to come across or that's not, that wasn't, you know, what I saw that happened or that I get it that that's your reality, but this is how I feel, or this is how I was feeling in this situation. And this was my intent. And this was like, you know, what I had thought was happening and for them to share. Righteousness isn't about proving that you're hurt or that you're in pain. Righteousness is about saying there's only one way that situation happened. And that's the way that you have perceived it happening. And that closes the door for any type of reconciliation or healing or coming together to solve a problem that needs the two of you to come together so when you're in a relationship, I just be very cautious. Now, I'm saying don't say, no, this is how I felt in the situation. Because to me, it felt like this. But maybe own why that feels that way. Maybe own that you have some things in your life that the filters that you carry are from past woundings. Mm-hmm. You saw that it went down like this because it's gone down like that in every relationship you've had but yet you're not giving that benefit of the doubt of them explaining to you, Hey, no, that's, that's not what that was for me. This is, this is how I saw that, or this is how I wanted that to go down, or this is how it went down for me. And, and I'm sorry that you took it that way. We have to own our woundings. We have to own our trauma. We can't expect that our righteousness about how it went down because we've had trauma to affect and, and and color the situation that you're in. If you're trying to heal from trauma, you're trying to break through generational, like, you know, kind of, I don't want to say curses because, but it feels <laughs> like, it, you know generational trauma or like passing down from your parents and your woundings that keep getting passed down. If you're in that realm of wanting to change all of that and to have healthy relationships within, you know, your, your partner relationships, your work relationships, whatever it is that you're trying to solve, you need to be able to step back and say, this is how I experienced it. And this is the pain that I'm feeling because of this. But then to realize that I need to hear what the intent of that other person was because it could be my filter. That's coloring it that way. Not that they did it that way, but that the way I perceive it is, is making it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and most partners would be like, no, this is, you know, they'd say how they felt and they'd share. And then you could come together and say, you could say, Oh, okay. So I feel maybe sometimes my past experiences are coloring my reactions here. And they could say, how can I help prevent that? Like, that's how you come together and to create solution and resolution within a space that can very often go the other way and create exclusivity and and not and not create togetherness. But like, you did this, you made me like this, you hurt me, you don't love me. That righteousness of, of thinking that what you feel and perceive is 100% the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know where that came from, but I was just like, cause cause I've done it and I, and people have done it to me. And so it's like, you know, I'm like, no, 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 this, this closes the door to any type of healing that you're going to yeah. have.
0: No, I mean, I was just sitting here like, like just, yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Because again, like this, I mean, 100%, like the, the, the exactly what I was facing, exactly what I was saying of like I seeing through your own filter because you're, you're in, You're fight or flight, you know, like you're not thinking clearly because I mean, I was like, I was in fight or flight for like a year, you know what I mean? Like looking back on it and being like, girl, you weren't, you did not feel safe at any time. So guess what didn't turn off that, you know, like you were in your own space of knowing what was happening and trying to defend against it over and over and over again, never once really being able to hear that it might be different because you just couldn't you know and and it's not to go back and like bash myself and again like there's there's stuff that happened you know that wasn't it's not like i'm just delusional and, and and i screwed everything up or anything like that but there's definite ownership that can be had of saying well i did not handle that the way that 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 problem solving you know handles that and the i talk about this with clients all the time about it doesn't matter like if you're going to start fighting about the problem again because everybody's pointing fingers the solution never gets reached because the second that each person goes into defense mode we're done right like we we we're, we're now in 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 a space where we can't hear each other it right. has to be a space where we're here to say this is how i feel i'm not holding you accountable for how i feel but i want you to be part of the problem solving of me not feeling this way because you're my partner or because you're my friend or because you're my whatever and I don't like how I feel right now. I'm trying to heal this wounding and I f- would like, you know, for you to help if you can. You know, some people can't and and because they're in their own stuff and that's fine, but it's part of that communication so that people understand each other. You know, like being able to talk about like some of the major issues that were going on and hearing for the first time, like, honestly, the other person's perspective and being able to hear it, not with the filter of, you know, you're just trying to blank. And then seeing, you know, being able to explain my side of it and saying, this is, I know what it looked like, but this is what I was feeling. And this is what continue I continued to feel. So that they could hear that without feeling like, um, I was blaming them for anything. It was just like, this is how I was and having that be heard. I mean, again, it's super game changer, but that realization of how long, how prolonged that state was for me of fighting and defending and not being able to believe in anything other than my own narrative is like, Oh my God. Wow. What? But you know, I mean, Part of me was like, "Why now? Like, why couldn't I have done this in like 1992?" <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> 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 right? Like, okay, whatever. It's here now. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's here now for whatever reason we'll see going forward. But also to be able to share, like, to be able to share this with people, so that you can do better problem solving to get your needs met. You know every time we do this work, it's because of our own inner needs needing to be met. And we're just trying to illustrate to you how you can accurately get those met because going to somebody and explaining to them why they were wrong is not going to do that for you. (laughs) I've sat, I've sat in enough rehab rooms with addicts and parents with parents sobbing, like apologizing, making promises, and that addict still sat there and said, it's not enough, right? Because it wasn't what they were looking for. They weren't looking for the righteousness to be validated. It didn't work, you know? And it was like, that's because that's the, there's so much deeper stuff that goes on beyond the actions that happened, that that's what you're really trying to heal. And that's what we really need to be talking about. We don't need to be talking about the tit for tat and, well, you did this and you did that because... We're just problem pointing and problem pointing does nothing but hurt each other. All it does is say invalid, invalid, invalid over and over to each other. You're tossing the word invalidation back and forth. That's going to cause more wounding than anything. And it's, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know I mean? Like, like if it were easy, we wouldn't be having this conversation. (laughs) If this were something super easy for people to access, this would be a moot point for us right now, but I think we're you know we're trained in it you know yester- yesterday I was in it like to admit to you guys yesterday I was in it I was in my i'm an empowered bitch, and like I'm gonna blah 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 like I just was in the space of knowing what was going on and what I needed to do about it, and the universe came back in to be like no." <laughs> this is not serving you very well at all this is the lesson you said you wanted to learn and you you've been trying to learn let me gently redirect you back to that's not the energy to come at this with it never has been and you don't want to do it and I mean whatever it was fine (laughs) in the end but you know that's again like that's how easy it can slip in and slip out no matter what you know we're going to be faced with this kind of stuff, and it's just having the tools in the toolbox to recognize when it's happening, so that we can make different choices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's you know and it's okay, guys. I know sometimes in our minds we just need to have that moment where we're just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm right!" God damn it! And like you have that temper tantrum and feel righteous, and like play the loud music and be like, rah, You know, we sometimes we do need to feel it. Like there is a, there is a moment, but it's how we act from that feeling. If we can take those moments and allow it to be a release for the need to be right, you know, then when we come together, we're like, okay, got that out of my system. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like you know, I okay. I can have a normal conversation now because I've gotten it out. Because I'm, the 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 high emotion has been satiated with my inner temper tantrum. Or my maybe I go sit in the car and scream for a minute. Like, yeah. however you diffuse it, diffuse it. you have read It's not that you're not entitled to your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's how you react and work from those feelings mm-hmm. that matter. It's not that you're not, you're right. You're entitled to feel hurt. Mm -hmm. That is your reality. You're entitled to have a different perspective, but it's having an awareness of why, why did I feel that way? Was it truly because that person, I feel the person has bad behavior or do I realize that, Oh, this is something that smells familiar to how all of my other relationships have gone. And you know and, and and what is it that 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 makes me in this space again why am i here who's the common denominator me ding you know it's like yeah. you know, there's if you're yeah. feeling the same way in every relationship yes there are a lot of people who are jerks out there but chances are if it's happening again for the new birth time then you you're probably part of the equation that you need to take a look at. Like, what am I bringing to the table? What wounding, what trauma is showing up that's creating this for me? Because okay. we're attracting it, right? Yeah. Like absolutely attracting it. And and so like, let's, let's, let's find out and and let's discover so that you don't have to be in that space anymore, that you don't have to like experience it like that anymore because it's not what, why do we want to live through the lens of trauma and pain? Mm. Like w- we don't. We want to find happiness. We want to find joy. That's mm-hmm. why we're having a new relationship. Well, you can't do that. You can't necessarily find it if you're not aware of the the baggage that you're bringing to the table.
0: Right. Absolutely. And there's and,
1: nothing. Yeah, we all have baggage. I'm not saying you can't. You have to have a clean suitcase. You know. No, we all bring it, but it's how we can reflect and work together to work through those moments when that baggage shows up. But you can't do that if you're self-righteous, right? Like friends, I want to tell you something. It used to be so important for me to be right about everything, everything. Like if someone were to say, actually, that's not right. I was mortified. Mm -hmm. I would like cry for days. I would like internally like go into the shutdown. I would like, like to be wrong, was the worst thing I could possibly be. Yeah. And like I I fell on my sword like a hundred times internally, but would always like I'm right about everything. You don't know how many like interventional type situations where people have had to come to me and say, you know, it's it's hurting them or it's toxic or or whatever else that they had whatever else words they had to say about it and how it was making them feel. And then it made me realize is that being right in a way that's unhealthy is a way to exclude everyone out of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're never giving them room to have a different opinion and nobody wants to be in a place where they can't ever share what they feel or think what they what their truth is they don't you know and i'm not talking relationships i'm talking friendships i'm talking the people around you coworkers your your family like if you're the only one that's right then that makes everybody else wrong
0: yeah and invalidates the idea that people have different experiences than you right. that people have different knowledge than you that people yes. yeah absolutely
1: so it's a very exclusatory and lonely Island to be on when you're, you're on like, I'm always right Island. Like being wrong is part of learning. It's part of understanding others. It's part of, you know, it's part of, you know, uh, the ability to say, this is the information I have, but what information do you have creates a sense of inclusivity and creates a more, broader understanding of the world and what's around that that you're enriched by the knowledge of others
0: yeah like i think of that meme right like that 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 gets passed around and they change the sign on it with the guy who's sitting there with a coffee cup and he's at like a table outside and it's like some opinion and then it says change my mind every time i see it it's like i laugh because it's obviously a joke but it's definitely like the the energy to be in, right? Like to be like, here's, I'm offering up what I believe. Change my mind, right? Like, tell me stuff, you know, like I'm interested in the information that you have. I may still feel the way that I feel, but I'll have more information and I'll understand you and and what information you have in your belief systems. It's incredibly difficult. We are not, like our society is absolutely built to be divisive, um, you know, to get into the, you know, systematic crap that is meant to drive us apart and drive us into war with with ourselves and with each other. All of that is there. All of that is part of this. But this is the knowledge that we seek to 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 pass on is like, it is so much better to be curious. I say it all the time, like curious over confrontation, asking questions, learning things, everybody has something valid to say to you. Everybody has valid feelings, valid experiences, that even though it may not affect you in a way that puts you on their side, quote unquote, you'll have more information. You may come across another person that needs that information that again, even if it's not even part of your belief systems, I know somebody who told me this one time, and that might help you. It's, it's important to have as much information as we can get. It feels like, you know, like we, when we start to believe that we know everything, we close ourselves off from learning new things. It's you just like, read that.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> yeah. it's exactly what I was just going to say. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And learning new people and learning how to have, you know, expansive conversations, you know, where you actually, get to the depths of, of life and other human beings. I mean, I know I I don't expect everybody to be like me where, I mean, I literally want to know everything about every person that I come across because I find brains and hearts and souls fascinating. Not, not everybody feels that way, but I do. And it has meant that having to go from somebody who was highly programmed at a young age of these are the certain things and these are these are the kinds of people and these are the whatever to being open and saying well you don't fit the narrative in my head tell me about you tell me why tell me why you are the way that you are so that i can change that narrative in my head and open it up to you don't know anything about anybody unless they tell you and even then we're on a we're always on a path of discovery so if somebody tells you who they are today and then tomorrow they tell you they're somebody different you're going to believe them on both of those days you're going to let them exist in that space really hard and again whole rest of my life I'm good at it for the most part relationships you know I'd like to think I've turned the corner (laughs) now I'd like to think
1: it but great awareness been given in a sense of how that works in your relationships. And so hopefully going forward, you'll be able to stay in that knowledge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that knowledge about myself, I learned so much more about myself than I did anybody else in that process. And that is the most important part so that I can be open and honest with anybody else in the future to be able to say, I know this about myself. This yeah. is where I'm at right now. Yeah. So that we don't have the same problems that I've had before of not solving any problems and creating more. I'm not into doing that anymore. I don't, I maybe don't even know what's going on right now, you know, but I'm hitting a pause button and I'm letting you know that we're doing, I'm doing some spinning and I don't want to do it. Right. I'm in a place. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm dizzy. i went right. off right. the ride. <laughs> right. But I'm committed. Yes. <laughs> I am committed to not going back over into righteousness to be safe because it's not safe there either. Yeah. No, it's not because really
1: it means you're a one man band and and there's no support in any way. Yeah, very alienating. You're 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 on an island, and you know, and the the fact of the matter is is that, and I get the desperation, the need to be right. I'm not invalidating those of you who need feel you need that in order to feel valuable. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it because knowledge was. the reason part of the reason why I I became in that space of needing to be right is, you know, is of growing up. And my only value was, is that I was a smart kid. Like, you know, my parents wouldn't pay attention to me, but they would say, Oh, she's so smart. She did this and did that. And she gets good grades in school and whatever. And that was like, that was like my claim to fame for me. Like that was the only way anybody ever took notice and so it developed this need to always be smart and always be it developed the need to always be right. Because w- why else would people love me unless I'm right? Right. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, you know,
1: and, and so I'm not invalidating the, the reason why you need to be right. Cause there's probably a lot of pain behind it. There's a lot of, feeling less than, there's a lot of needing to be seen as a human versus having that one thing that you're good at. Like, I get it. I get it because you want to be valuable to others. You want others to see the value within you. And I'm here to tell you that over time, when you begin to let go of the needing to be right, you'll develop this understanding of that you're valuable because you are here, because you're on earth. Because you exist. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you were, you were given that. You're given that worth the minute you show up. And regardless of whether someone in your life, like your family, fostered it or didn't foster it within you, that it didn't change your worth or your value. The opinions of their and their actions has no reflection on whether you're worthy or valuable. Because they're working through their own trauma and woundings. And I really just want to be clear is that being right isn't going to increase or take away your worth or value. Being wrong sometimes increases your value because you're willing to see more things. You're willing to hold more possibilities in life, which increases your your expansion of your heart which increases your value because the bigger your heart is, the more you're willing to see it and to see the world for what it is through that, the more enriched you are as a human.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So don't forget that the need to be right came from a false sense of not being worthy. Yeah, And that it's a programming that, is ready to be let go of. If you're listening to the podcast, it's time. It's time to talk to your therapist about it. If you suffer from it, it's time to talk to your partner. It's time to talk to yourself. It's time to do some meditation and maybe working with that inner young energy that's inside you that feels you have to be right. Let's talk to it. Let's talk about how it's worthy and it's important enough to not be right. That it's more courageous and brave to be to to admit being wrong,
0: than it is to be right.
1: Yeah. And, and it's easier.
0: Oh my yeah. God. Like when I went from like the smart girl, right? Like who always, everything was easy. And like now knowing like a lot of intuition was really <laughs> happening at that time, like to going from like being used to knowing everything to being curious. Now I still know a lot of things right? Like there's a lot of like factual things or whatever, because I'm very curious. I mean, I Google every single thing that comes to my brain. Like like my my Google list is ridiculous. I mean, I it doesn't matter what it is. I will Google it. What does the center of a leaf look like? And then I will know, you know, like it's like just weird stuff like that. But when I started to use the phrase, I don't really know. Like it was so weird at first, right because it was like oh my god like I'm losing credibility right like I've always been smart I've always known I've always whatever and like it just changed everything though it like it like released me from responsibility of knowing everything and it felt great to be able to be like at any time even when I don't want to explain something now I say I don't know (laughs) like it's like i'm fine with looking dumb in this area because i just don't want to deal with it right now like it's totally fine to not know or to be like that's interesting that's not what i thought i'll look into it you know like uh or you know i don't know much about it but this is what i thought you know it's really freeing to be able to to say those things because now i'm not held to a, an impossible standard anymore it's okay. like so much easier to be teachable. It's so much easier to know that like, I, I couldn't possibly know everything I yeah. couldn't. So if that's true, then I'm off the hook for knowing everything. That's pretty sweet actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, And you know, when I just,
1: I don't know, have kindness when you're discovering your righteousness, step into kindness. Step into the idea that there's more freedom in not knowing anything than there is in knowing everything. And it takes so much, like Vanessa just said, so much pressure, so Mm -hmm. much pressure off yourself because, you know, and then, because, you know, when you don't know something, you feel like, oh my God, I got to figure it out. I got to know something. Like you go in this manic state of, of feeling like you're not you're not winning like you're not worthy or you're not that you're failing in some way which you're not because not everybody probably knows what you're seeking like that information that you say you that you're so worried you don't know most people probably don't know it either so be gentle with yourself be gentle with your process understand that you are human and you are very normal for not knowing things um you know they wouldn't if everybody knew everything, the world wouldn't be the way that it is right now.
0: Yeah,
1: it would be vastly different. Mm-hmm. Have flying cars and a lot of other things. So we'd have a lot more
0: joy. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit more kindness. Yeah. yeah, more of a lot see. of good things. But we can do it. Like yes. I mean, I really do believe that we we have the ability to to to, to turn this sh- ship around or at least put it in a better direction by using some of this stuff by using the kindness by using the 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 compassion by using the ability to be like okay yeah realizing
1: we don't know and creating a submarine out of the ship that's what i'm here for yeah
0: (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent yeah Okay. I love talking about this. Like, I like at the beginning, I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm gonna have to say it out loud again. (laughs) But it's good. Like it is freeing. It's really freeing to be able to be like, it happens. It has happened. But man, when you can when you can accept it as part of you, and, and it just kind of takes that pressure off of that perfection. That that false sense of perfection that exists, and just be like, I got to be teachable in this moment. Yeah, this is a teaching moment for me. You know, it really it just changes the whole dynamic of of, of living through you know trauma response and things like that. Absolutely, hundred percent.
1: We hope we've given you some insight and many different ways of righteousness, whether it be through an unexpected spiritual turn or through the lens of relationships and being with humans um and if you have questions if you need us keep listening our information to reach us is at the end of this podcast in the outro our websites and email address will come so keep listening if you need us um or reach us on the freud's angels page that's fine too so we that's love fun. you huh we'll see all around forever. yes well, you know, we, we're you, you're you going to find us somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> we love you. And we hope that you find it in your heart more pleasurable to be learning new things than it would be to be right.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Love y'all.
1: If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room.
0: More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels
1: or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com and always remember you are loved you are worthy and the world needs your light